0: Davis from bedrock games and the bedrock blog and i'm here with dion and joel for another episode of wusha weekend and today we're going to be talking about a chinese odyssey a 1995 film directed by jeffrey Lau and starring stephen chow this is a kind of really strange take on journey to the west it 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 does a number of things it has a really big time travel component it's uh a of an unusual comedy there's you know there's just silly humor throughout the whole film and and it uh it's it's kind of just like mashes all these different aspects of the of the novel and puts them into one location in the first part of the film and then has this trip back in time in the second part of the film and so you know we're going to get into some of the plot details uh but i th- i think Today, because we're covering part one, uh, you know it's it's the the really short version of this is that Monkey King is um, is reincarnated after being uh, saved by the longevity monk uh, as Guan Yin is about to destroy him. and he's reincarnated five hundred years later as. The leader of a group of bandits, and all of these different figures from the Journey to the West story converge on that location as he awakens and realizes who he is. That's a very misleading synopsis, but I feel like if I went into any more detail, we'd get derailed. So I don't want to, uh, at least not until we're talking about individual elements. Does anybody want to add anything, or is that is did I get all the key stuff?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, another key thing is like – and you mentioned this before the podcast. This movie is kind of designed to keep you on your toes. Like you're not really certain about the whole he's the reincarnated monkey king until the very last shot of the very last scene. Yeah. Until then, it's kind of up in the air. He just seems like a, a jackass. So they They even mislead you and make it look like he
0: probably isn't, like he's just been mistaken by a couple of people for for Sun Wukong but he's actually you know probably just a bandit or something and then you know the, the, the but as 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 the ending unfolds it just becomes clear what he is uh, so Dion did you want to add anything or are you all set to to proceed with no, the No I'm
2: confused so let's okay. go.
0: <laughs> when I first saw this I was terribly confused too so there's a you know I, I, I think I wrote a blog entry about it many years ago and it's a, it's a it's, a, it's you just kind of have to embrace it or you'll or you'll drive yourself mad um so what did you guys think of this movie and i dion i want to start with you because i i I have a feeling that you you might have the more negative reaction to this film than than either of us
2: well i am a bit a little bit confused by some things in the movie um that we'll talk about i'm thought it was too long for me. There were some things I would have cut out. But um it was an okay movie. But I'm hoping that part two brings it all together in a good way for me. Okay. Because that the part one was a lot, a lot, a lot of setup.
0: And to yeah. me it didn't need to be that much. It's almost all set up, right?
1: It's almost all right. setup we could say. Um Joel, what did you think of this movie? Um, I think you kind of have to appreciate outside of the framework of the movie, which is setting up the sequel, which is pretty awesome, by the way, still confusing, but pretty awesome. Uh, like there's a lot more crazy, uh, Kung Fu monkey scenes in the second one for the record. Uh, I think you have to appreciate this film for what it is, which is, like, a higher-powered wuxia film instead of the kind of, like, like crazy Shansha stuff, which the sequel is. Uh, Because, like, when we first meet our our protagonist, he's off-camera, before the movie started, gotten hit by someone's super attack, and it's screwing with his chi, and so he's got, like, hair all over his... Face yeah, on throwing off of his feet, and he's blind and staggering around. and He can't use his legs,
0: and he's clearly in the Zhang This is this is clearly like these are char- characters who are part of this martial underworld. Where when when the woman shows up and says who she is, it all, all of it kind of has that wuxia feel to it, where they're they're martial experts who all kind of recognize the big name people, and and he's. And he, and like you said, he's recovering from some kind of, you know, chi based or meridian based attack.
1: Yeah. So like for, for that, the movie is pretty, pretty tight. This is, there's a lot of comedy, a lot of really good physical acting, um, and, like, the comedy translates really well, which is not always the case uh, yeah. with, with like, uh, cross-cultural comedy. But this is, like, it's visceral enough that, like, a guy gets set on fire and you're just kind of chuckling at it. <laughs> it's kind of a cartoonish in a way. And um, there's some unexpected sweet character moments uh like when the guy that's, I guess, uh, Pigsy reincarnated inadvertently through magic hijinks and the spider queen, then they have a baby in the same scene. Yeah. That's, um, like that's
0: a, it's like a day later, right? Like a day later, it they is. have a baby.
1: <laughs> like, oh no. Um, uh, <laughs>
0: yeah, and, and also just, just so people know, it's like, it's not like they weren't making love or anything. There was like an electric jolt running through both of them and they were next to each other and you didn't really see anything, uh, and there's, there's some humor around what might or might not have actually happened, but you know, it, it, it's, 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 it's not your typical
1: on-screen yeah, pregnancy. They're Kung Fu magic impregnation. Yeah. Uh, so, and like the on-screen romance isn't so much that they're in love cause they're not, it's more like he's pathetic and trying to be a good dad to his surprise magic yeah. baby. And, uh, she finds that strangely charming. And I, I like that. That was fun. Well, and there yeah. are, oh, go ahead. I, I don't want to interrupt you. There's a lot of little stuff like that. Like, I really like the magic box, even though it kind of comes out of nowhere. Yeah. I do love it because it's it's a very flux capacitor kind of thing where it's like, <laughs> oh, we're just going to open this up and leap through time. The moon is important, I guess, for some reason. So. Yeah.
0: And so, I mean, obviously, I would... I, I picked this movie. I picked it because I really like <laughs> it. Um, I do think it's a two part film where you kind of have to see both to really appreciate what's going on. But I also think that this first one, it's not going to necessarily appeal to everybody. I I was sold on it when I first started watching it, because the, the, the humor, especially the like violent slapstick humor that is going on throughout it really worked for me. And the twin love storylines, the story, the, the love story between the bone demon and Joker and the love story between the reincarnated pigsy and, um, and the, the spider demon were, I don't know. I, I, they they don't quite have the oomph of what comes in the second part of the of, of the movie but but they were i thought really well done given just how focused this movie is on humor and just ridiculous slapstick you know so uh, some of the slapstick
1: is fantastic like whatever uh, he loses control of like joker loses control of his legs and has to run around with his hands away from the spider like the giant spider demon like there's a lot of comedy that comes out of that so. Yeah, there's there's
0: there's there's a ton of humor here. I, I think we should talk about the humor first because that's that's probably the biggest sell of, of this movie. Um, yeah, I would say
1: it's a strong suit.
0: But I mean, my favorite, and this is this is infantile and stupid, but my favorite is the running gag of his crotch catching on fire and the guys it's having nice to stomp too. it out. Yeah, that 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 to me, it's it, it's it's like it's something that I just can't help laughing at every time I watch it, you know, and, and, and I can't justify why I'm laughing. Like it's, you know, I know I'm not, you you know, it's something that, you know, we we sort of sneer at sometimes when we see it in movies, but, but here I, I just thought the way it was done was so funny and, and, and the way it just keeps repeating and, and then the scene where, where he where 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 he thinks he's invisible because he has a talisman's on you know which <laughs> mm-hmm. which which leads to the to the the,
1: the crunch crotch stopping um the like stomping
0: but but also the scene with the grapes i thought was very clever as well the grape the when the when the grandpa buddha shows up as the grapes and no. you know so so i don't know did anybody have any uh, other favorite humor scenes that they wanted to discuss
1: Oh, man, the crotch stomping is one of my favorite ones. Well, mostly because, like, they keep it really fresh. Like, because they start off with just a good old-fashioned crotch stomping. And then, like, later on, when they set it up again, he's so resigned to it. And, like, yeah. the, the portrayal of that attitude, I think that's what carries that. It makes it yeah. really funny. The, the acting is what makes the humor work. Like, there's the scene where
2: yeah.
0: he's cross-eyed and he's got all the effects from that that off-screen attack that you had mentioned. And he's in total denial about... What shape he's in? You know, he's he's trying to sort of have his hands on his hips and be be assertive and authoritative, and and he's deteriorating. And and mm-hmm. when his legs stop working, he just gets on his hands and starts walking on his hands. Then he falls into a well of crap, and and they say, oh no, you know, I forget what the wording was. I think they said, oh, master fell into a shit pit or something like that. But it was just the just the escalation of things and the or the scene where the guy gets stabbed in the leg. And he tries to stop the bleeding by by touching his different acupoints, and then he starts bleeding out of his back, and then and then before you know it, he's bleeding out of, all over his body.
1: Uh, that was great. Yeah, and it's really taking the that Zhang Hu tropes for a comedic turn because like there's a lot of little things like that.
0: And, and also the way that the relationships work, like these two demons show up, and in one scene they're like running after people trying to eat them, and then the next scene he's like, rom- you know, he's he's got a romantic fling with one of them, and and it's all just so it just keeps shifting so effortlessly, and and I feel like I feel like the actors fully commit. To whatever the pivot is, do you know what I mean? So that it just yeah. works.
1: It's got like hard ninety degree turns, but like the characters seem like that's normal for them. Yeah, just portray that really well. Oh man,
0: what did uh? So what what did you guys think of the of the the two love stories in the
1: movie? Uh, I thought Zoe Baiji was a little rushed. Um, the one with bow Demon was a little more natural. Mm-hmm. I liked the the part in the end where. Uh, she turns back into a demon and they have to kiss her to like stop her like temporarily
2: yeah, yeah. that was funny
1: because uh, you keep having Pixie like kiss this monster faced bone ghost over and over again and it's just something truly comedic about that
0: yeah no that I I, I and I, I agree with you. I, I think that the the spider demon one was rushed a little bit more I'm sorry not the but wait you said the you said that the uh
1: the bone demon one was, was, no, the the bone demon was fine. I think that had a lot of buildup. The spider demon kind of just jumped in at the end there a little bit. Yeah. Uh, But I think it's an element of its comedy. Like it's supposed to be really slapstick.
0: Yeah. It's one of these things. Again, I think one of the things that a lot of these Hong Kong movies do is they can kind of really rapidly introduce something and shift on that and, and introduce like an emotional moment, even though it's built on just a few things that came, you know, you know, 10 seconds before, And I think in her case, it's exactly that kind of a thing where it's the, it's the elegance of the fact that they're able to get this in even that's impressive. And the humor is, is obviously a product of how rap of, of how suddenly it arises. You know, she's, you know, she's, she's fighting with this guy and then suddenly she's pregnant with him, with his baby. And then the baby is born and it's longevity monk. Right. So like, it's just all, you know, just, uh, the way that the movie, also the way the movie handles these the idea of reincarnation, is is very interesting. Do you know what I mean? The,
1: um, I, it looks like you want to say something, Joel. So I did Oh, uh, well, no, I, I'm I agree with you there because it has kind of a sincere take on reincarnation. Like it really seems like there's an actual like cosmic plan that sort of goes beyond the comedy of the movie. It actually, has kind of a. Like an actual, like dramatic scope to it, which I thought was cool. Well, and that's where
0: the movie. Oh, that's where the movie does benefit from being familiar with the source material. At least just, even if it's just the broad sketches of it, because if you don't know, you know how how deeply violent, you know the the Monkey King can be, then it 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 might not have the power that it does. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it's a. Uh, it, it, I, I feel I feel like it benefits from a cursory understanding of of Journey to the West, um, but I think I think it could still be enjoyed if you haven't seen it. It could even be somebody's entry point into the story. But it's 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 helpful. Dion, did you want to weigh in there, or were you? Uh... No. Okay. Okay.
2: <laughs> I don't have really much to say about this movie. Okay.
0: So did you did you do? You, I, i i i I feel like you just did it didn't sit sit well with you for whatever reason,
2: yeah, I don't understand it either. I mean the, it got really, really good at the end, so I'm looking forward to seeing the second part, mm. but it was and it just took too long for me to get there. and as I told you in chat, it was a weird little movie for me, so it was like I don't know, and we we've, we've done. Journey to the West.
0: Yeah, we have even done one that had Stephen Chow in it. It had a right. Like, did you? And like, I liked it. And but I, this was weird. Did, I don't know. And and what's interesting is you'll see some of the music in this that we heard from that film. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of, but uh, but yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely an odd film. It's, it's, I, some people have kind of described it as postmodern. That's probably a little bit accurate. Um, where it, 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 it's remixing journey to the West in a, in a really unusual way. And, and it does spend a lot of time. Like the whole movie is pretty much spent at one location. So uh, that, that, that kind of has a, if you're not enjoying it, you're sort of stuck there. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's the downside of of the approach they took. I think I think me and Joel are are uh, childish enough that that, <laughs> that that we that we we found it really enjoyable to watch them just you know stomp on burning crotches and you know just all the different things that were going on. Um, but but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, what what did you what did you think of? Because there was still martial arts in this movie. There was still fighting. What did people think of the of the martial arts sequences and the action sequences?
1: Uh, I thought they were really gorgeous. Like, the physical acting in this movie is really good. Especially because, like, they pivot between, like, physical comedy and, like, genuine, like, physical fight scenes. Yeah. And sometimes it's not clear where the dividing lines are. And that is just really fun to watch. Yeah. Ah, <coughs> oh, sorry. That's okay.
2: Yeah, I I wa- liked watching the women work on this one with their their martial arts skill. I just thought it was beautiful. My I liked when she I think it was the Spider Queen came out of the water and she scared them with her robe and then oh, put yeah. it on as she was fighting. I thought that was beautifully done. But every time the women were on screen and fighting, it was it was gorgeous. Kind of. Not to the extent of, like, a crouching tiger, hidden dragon, but it was still beautiful the it, way they moved.
0: In this one, the women are all pretty powerful, and the, the the like, the Joker the character. The yeah, the men are all pretty weak, actually. Like, a, you know, like, obviously, by the end of the movie, we get a sense that Joker is about to become powerful, but all up through that the the most the two most powerful characters are the spider demon and the bone demon the Bok Jing character and at the end of the movie there's the uh, the woman played by Athena Chu who I, I, it gets credited differently but I think in uh, uh, in the subtitles, they they referred to her as the 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 spider immortal or something like that, mm-hmm. um, and so you know and and she and she basically claims ownership of Joker, so it's 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 very interesting in that respect. And I thought the scene where they introduce the spider demon, where they where she goes and takes the bath, it reminds me of the scene from the Eleventh Son, the opening scene where uh, where there's a, a female martial hero who is who's introduced bathing and it's on a, on a hill that's overrun with bandits and she's, you know, cutting them down left and right. And I think they might've even, I don't know. There was a movie made, uh, uh, you know, about, not about the book, but a movie based on the book, uh, called swordsman and the enchantress and i don't know if that scene was in there or not i can't remember but i felt like maybe they were alluding to that because it it, it, it seemed like they were really trying to establish this Zhang hu setting at the start of the film f you know once he's reincarnated but yep. oh, okay I, I thought i'm sorry i thought you were going to say something joe um nope <laughs> Sorry. What did you guys think of the scene at the end when he's going back in time over and over again? With the
1: I thought
2: that was
0: funny.
1: Yeah, I, ever... that
0: was like my favorite one of my favorite scenes in the
2: whole movie. It's just that every time he goes back, he's like so frustrated, and then <laughs> when he's like, "Oh, I'm so tired." Yeah, <laughs> and then he keeps uh, the the pig reincarnated. He keeps. Basically, saying you're annoying and beating him up the whole time, <laughs> yeah, every time he passes by, and it's like he didn't go far enough back and eventually gets far enough back to where he realizes who he is,
0: yeah, because he keeps going further and for he's trying to stop the suicide and he keeps going further and further, and then and then once he does that, that's what allows basically both of those love storylines to kind of reach their. Uh, their their culmination and it's kind of like a mini it's almost like a mini karmic sort of reincarnation type thing like he's not reincarnating but he's going back in time over and over again until he fixes the you know the damage that's been done you know so it's right. it's almost like a little it's like a it's a little bit like a ground like a groundhog day portion of the
1: movie um, so I I always thought that part was really nice that is nice, and like it's impressive because it's funny and thrilling, but also there's like an element of mystery to it because like he doesn't know, like he has to get more of the information of the scenario every time he goes back, and it's like it's another little bite-sized chunk. Um, so it was a pretty impressive blend. And the
0: uh, and I guess the bad guy in this would be the bull king, right? That was the yeah. he he sort of attacks the the bandits, and that's uh, that's what uh, leads to the big final final showdown there's obviously a lot that goes on there's a there's a whole thing where there's a there's a, a backstory between the the bone demon and and uh and monkey and how she uh you know he, he she's brokenhearted over him and so that the you know a lot of their storyline is dealt with uh is sort of more focused on the Well, let me ask you guys this. Did you think that the Spider Demon and the Bone Demon were literal sisters in this, or do you think that they were meant to be more like Sworn Sisters
1: in this one? Uh, It's a hard one. I mean, I think they're supposed to be the same characters that were the Buddha's Lampweight from the second one. So that would make them, I think, literal sisters, but it's kind of magical things, so. So, um... But but either way, you know
0: they're they're initially presented as the big bads, but then Bull King comes in and and he's the true big bad. And I don't know. I thought that was kind of interesting effects for the time. Like he's this giant, you know, bipedal bull, and you know he's enormous. You know, and and it was, you know, I don't know what did you guys think of the special effects on the on him and on the other monsters.
1: Oh, very cool. It was it was very Godzilla. So I liked it a lot. There's a lot of ancient scale stomping through miniatures and uh, I'm I'm a sucker for that. So
2: Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. I liked the um the bone demon's makeup and glowing red eyes.
3: Yeah.
2: I thought that was pretty cool and I liked the way that the spider demon did the hypnotizing yeah. with the 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 red
0: eyes and that went into his eyes, and that was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, I I just a- like seeing practical effects in movies. I'm, I'm I'm anytime I get a break from CG, I'm happy, and and so I know that you can sort of see the flaws in a lot of this, but I thought like the spider demon looked great the way that they they sort of you know there was almost like a puppeteering like effect with the way that mm-hmm. that she was done and. And I thought that the the Bone Demon was very like it's subtle. It's not like uh, it, you know it didn't require a lot like the other monsters did. But I thought they did a good job of making it effective and and striking. Um, and I don't know exactly how they pulled off the Bull Demon, but the the you know Bull King looked great to me. So um, yeah, I thought. But I, th- I, th- I th- oh, go ahead.
2: I was just going to say that I think that the way that they did the spider. The Spider Queen, when that dark scene at the beginning made the comedy work, when they, um, when the bandit leader was mistaken for another smaller spider, yeah, with the sticks coming out of his back. I think it worked. If it had been too realistic, then you wouldn't have, you know.
0: For me, it wouldn't have worked. no. I think that's yeah. true. I think that's true because they mistake him for a spider demon, and then they that's how he that's how his crotch catches on fire. They throw they put him on fire, and then and then they have to stomp him out. And there's a bunch of stuff that you know, he says to go get water, and they come back with a bunch of straw instead. They're just like all these silly things happening, but uh, but yeah, I, I thought, yeah, they're not they're not like photorealistic uh special effects, but they're 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 very interesting visually do you know what i mean like the the way that the spider moves looks really cool you know and the and the way that they had the thread stuck in their mouth when when she shot the the silk thread at him and it got mm-hmm. caught on his tooth you know stuff like that i thought looked really cool so and also the the, the opening scene with longevity monk and, and guan yin i thought was really cool too um
1: yeah, I, I like his characterization a lot. For the record, you don't get a lot of him in this one, but you get the feeling that he's kind of like a busybody who will lecture you. And, oh my god, does he ever do that shit? Well, it's well, and, and the the biggest joke in the
0: whole movie involves Longevity Monk in the yep. uh, in the second movie.
1: Uh, oh, which god, yeah, I'm you not going to spoil it, but it's the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah,
0: it's really funny. I, I thought I I I I had to stop the movie just to laugh the first time I saw it. Um, I'd say. Yeah, I was cackling. And and yeah, they they do they do a good job. At the beginning you just get a taste of it. Like he it's the way he does it. He he you know, I think like I think I think what happened is uh monkey threw the um the Pandora's box and and longevity monk retrieves it and says, you can't go around throwing things because you might hit children. And if there aren't children yeah. around there, you know, there might be insects around that you can hurt. You shouldn't hurt insects. And it's, it's just this. It's bad for the environment. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Yeah. Now you're littering and that's, you know, and, uh, <laughs> and I think, I think if I, I don't know, maybe this is too generous, but I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to kind of give you monkeys point of view on what the longevity monk would sound like. Do you know what I mean? Because that that to me feels like that's how Monkey would uh, would be hearing it.
1: That's how he'd interpret it. Yeah, like it the whole time.
0: Also, I, I thought it. the the opening scene where he where he expresses why he wants to kill and why he doesn't like Longevity Monk, I thought that that was really good acting, in my opinion. The uh, you know when he says he's like a buzzing fly, and then he talks about cutting up the fly, and it's a really elaborate. Torture fantasy that he has of 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 murdering Longevity Monk, but
1: um, yeah, I mean, like that's the thing, though. Even though the characters are portrayed comedically, there's still a lot of like pathos to them because when he when Longevity Monk gets a, a his own staff to the head in that scene, like it sucks. Like you're like, oh, dude, he really died. That's alarming, and so like. Later on, when it has the more dramatic beats with uh, Monkey's character, like you really feel like he's been given a second chance, and it, it's it's genuine. It's genuine and and dramatically cohesive, which I like. Um, I I do admit that I think we we dawdled a little bit long in uh, the bandit camp. I feel like that probably took up way more of the movie than it needed to. On the other hand, there was some pretty zany stuff going on there. So it almost feels like a prequel that doesn't have a ton to do with the sequel.
0: Yeah, it's 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 a really weird thing i the, the, what's what i find interesting though is whenever i go back and watch it i always really enjoy the bandit scenes cuz i'm no longer waiting to find out what happens do you know what i mean so yeah. i can kind of sit there and just linger on it it doesn't bother me and i can notice the humor more and <laughs> and i mean the, and the jokes come pretty quickly there's a lot of humor in the in the bandit portion of the movie so i think sure. i i think once you've had your fill of part 2 it's easier to go back and and not feel like
1: you like you know this thing is taking oh so long Uh, because part two is a lot like it's it's varied and it's much stranger and much it's even sillier than this in my estimation mostly because of that uh that longevity monk scene jesus christ
0: yeah Um, i'm i'm very curious Dion, how you're going to react to part two that that is the to me because i i saw your reaction to part one i was like that's i i had a feeling you might feel that way about it but like with part 2 i have no idea how you're going to feel i re- I, I i could see you going either way on it um but but yeah i, I and and again we can't really talk too much about part 2 but what do people think about the ending when he meets the um uh the 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 spider immortal woman at the entrance to the cave and then you kind of learn like, like just to set it up he he goes back in time and and it's uh you know in the future the cave was what was it called spider cave or spider web cave yeah, it's, something, something creepy which, like some creature. Which which I think is because there's the cave of the silken web in the journey to the West books, and I think that's where you're supposed to assume you are. And what they do in this one is they basically make that and and um and the cave that Monkey starts out at at the beginning of the book the same location, right? Like the
1: Yeah.
0: Interesting. And and they make it the same cave that he's imprisoned in. Uh the same the the three finger mountain thing that he's imprisoned in. Is it's all it's all one place, which I think is really cool. But, but you know, anyways, what do you guys think of, of her introduction and the revelation that he, you know, when he looks in the mirror and he see, or the, the magic mirror and sees that he's monkey?
1: I really, like, I hate when I'm distracted by how pretty an actress is, but she is distractingly pretty. Every time she was on screen, I was like, ah, come on, focus. Um, and the thing is like, she's a really good physical actress and she's a really good actress, but like, wow, she is like incredibly good looking. So that was distracting. Um, aside from that, it really got me excited to watch the sequel, which I'm glad I immediately did. Uh, because I think the longer you sit on it, the more you have a chance to kind of parse out the first one. And I don't, I think I agree with Brendan here. Like it's not really complete unless you've seen both parts. And uh, like most time travel movies, it greatly benefits from a second watching. You know, like whenever you you kind of understand that like, you're not waiting for the mystery answers, and you can just kind of get into the character beats. Yeah. You can appreciate the acting a little bit more and the comedy a little bit more. And uh, so it, it has a stronger impact. So You're not sitting there going, "Wait, what? I thought this was supposed to be Journey to the West. Who's this? Who's this guy? Who are these bandits? What the hell's going on with the spider demon? I don't even know." So slow burn of a movie, but I think I think the conclusion does a really good job of setting up the next movie.
0: Dion, how about you?
2: Well, I'm hoping that it does a really good job of setting up the next movie. I wasn't surprised that he was going to be the Monkey King in the Mirror at all. Um, the the Spider Immortal. Is what confuses me because that's where the spider de- – that was the spider demon's yeah. cave too. So I was – I'm not sure and don't tell me. Don't ruin it.
0: Well, and, and to be I, clear, I'm a little bit fuzzy on what her exact nature is too. It's been a while since I've seen the movie and I – don't i i don't know 100 percent what she's supposed to be but
2: because i'm not sure if she is a completely different character or a younger version of the spider demon because she looks awfully young but she looks like she could be a younger version
0: and and just so people know like the 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 care the spider demon is called spider woman in the uh in the credits and, and she's and in the subtitles and it's played by Yemi lamb. And this character is called either uh, spider immortal or spider fairy immortal or something like that, or Zishia. And that's played by uh, Athena Chu. And they both seem to reside at this cave that becomes this, the cave of the silken web or whatever, you know, whatever it's called in the movie. And, and so it, it is kind of confusing for that, for that reason. Um, you know, I thought, I thought she did a great job though. I thought that, I thought the character when they introduce her is really interesting. Cause she's kind of, she, she's, she laughs a lot. Do you know what I mean? She's very, she's not, not insane, but she doesn't seem to, uh, you know, she doesn't seem like she, she's playing with entirely a full deck and, and, oh, I'm sorry. Dion just made a face, so I want to get... I wanna...
2: <laughs> well, I didn't even think that she was insane. I just thought that she was youthful and playful and not, like, crazy. You know what okay. I mean?
0: Yeah, no. Well, The way that I read her is that she, she's a very powerful person because she's got all these abilities that she's using. And mm-hmm. like a lot of martial heroes or, you know, characters with exceptional abilities like that, in these kind of movies and stories... That means they can do whatever they want. So any character trait they might have, like being youthful and playful, gets magnified that much more because they can just tell people what to do. And so so I thought that but I thought that that was an interesting character quality the moment that she's like, "Nope, you're just my property now. do you know what I mean? Just like you know mm-hmm. there's
2: a you look like a donkey, so I'm gonna yeah, brand
0: you yeah, I'm gonna brand you and then, and then also how that becomes the birthmarks that he's supposed to have and you know you know because th- the, the whole movie they're looking for a guy with three dots on his foot or something who's supposed to be monkey and and then Guan Yin tells him that you know you you won't be monkey until you know, the the and and they actually mislead you because he says the man who's going to brand you with the or or who's going to mark you with the with the three dots. And and so, you know, I, I like how how that arises in that way. But uh but yeah, I don't know. Um I don't know. Anything else about this movie before we go into our recommendations and rating and all that stuff?
1: I like to point out it's kind of strange that they called it the Pandora's box. I think there's probably an actual Chinese name for whatever that thing was, um, and it's like it's weird. They clearly intentionally used a, a misfitting one.
0: I think they did it because they called in, in the English title. It's called a Chinese Odyssey, and so they're trying to you know that that you that can yeah. easily connect it to to Greek myth. Do you know what I mean? So that's, yeah, yeah. but I don't know. I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure why. If we had Jeremy here, we could have him explain what the 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 title actually is in chinese or something um but uh but yeah so uh, you know i don't know i i I think i thought the pandora's box was an interesting device though it's kind of a cool like the way that it opens up like that and that you know it's when, when the moon is is bright you can travel back in time it's kind of a cool device um
2: it does open up a little bit of chaos, though, with the time travel.
0: Yeah, I would say it opens up quite a bit. I would, I would definitely agree with that. I think, uh, um, I don't know, the time travel parts of this film are. I, think, I think that's one of the more interesting things about it is how, uh, you know. It, it, I don't know. You in in a lot like in a lot of like Western movies that have like fantasy elements, they usually shy away from time travel. But I feel like you get more time travel in, in a lot of these Chinese, uh, you know, movies with 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 more supernatural and fantasy elements, and and it kind of works nicely. Um, it
1: does. Uh, there's a cyclical nature to the characters and like the way the story works, and so like time travel isn't so much like like back to the future style where you're radically altering things i mean it is that but it's also like this extended metaphor for reincarnation and buddhism
0: yeah yeah it it works really well
1: i think i think it works really well
0: so why don't we get into ratings and recommendations uh who, who wants to go first today
2: i'll go first
0: okay you go first Dion.
2: Well, because I was confused and I think they spent a lot too much time with the robbers. Like at the beginning, it was kind of slow to get into everything. I'm going to have to give it a two. I did watch it twice, but I'm going to give it a two. But I'm hoping after watching the second part that I'll be able to bump that up again when we do the second podcast and. And add it because I really, really enjoyed the second half of the movie. It was the first part that I didn't like too
1: much. Okay. That makes sense. Joel? Um, Let's see. Yeah, I, I may mean, I have to bump it a little higher than that. I have seen the second one, so I've got some.
0: Oh, and, and just so you know, Joel, it's a scale of one to four, right, Dion? Yeah. Oh, okay. One yeah, one, Why one four? to four. <laughs> So and no there.
1: halvesies, no halvesies either. You got to do one, right, right. one, two, three, yeah, four. We, yeah, Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, assuming that three is like head and shoulders better than two, I would give it a three because, like, there's there's just so much to appreciate in this movie. It it is unresolved a lot. Like it introduces a lot of stuff. It just leaves hanging. Um, but it all does get paid off really well in the sequel. And also, there's so much in this that's really either like, hilariously unique, visually really stunning or incredibly well acted that like, and just for being so off the wall and strange, I've got to, I got to bump it higher than that. So that'd be my recommendation. Yeah. I, I So I really
0: like this movie, so I'm going <laughs> to give it a four. I know I'm probably spending too much of my four capital today, but I feel like when the, you know, especially in the light of part two, I think that the four holds up uh, for me just because, uh, the the humor is so good in this one like the and i think i think you know for the for the reason joel said because it 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 doesn't get lost in translation. Do you know what I mean? There's it it, it it 100% crosses cultural boundaries. It's it's this universal level of humor that I feel like you could have anybody from any part of the world in a room watching it and they'd probably be laughing at the same jokes in the movie. So I I you know and and I think the humor is strong enough that you know as a comedy it's a 4. Do you know what I mean? Um so 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 that's that's where I would rank it but uh, I think I think that uh it's definitely it's definitely a quirky movie. So I would tell people to heed Dion's too, because if you share Dion's sensibilities, you might not agree with me if you go see this film. So in terms of recommending it, I think if you are interested in Journey to the West, you have to see this movie because it's just an unusual Way to depict that story, so it's it's a curiosity if it's a story of interest to you, and I think if you like Hong Kong comedy, you should definitely check it out. I think if you like you know Hong Kong martial arts films, it might be worth checking out, but you should you know try to balance out all three of our reviews and then decide for yourself so so yeah, so um I don't know i I, I think I think uh we're gonna D- Dion did you say that we're we're not gonna have uh, an episode next week, right you're gonna be away or is that uh yeah. That's been canceled. Oh, okay. All right. So so maybe next week we'll be back with, uh, with part two. And if not next week, the following week. But it's looking promising that we'll be here in a week. So uh, until then, we will talk to you later.